0: Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers presented by AllSteelers.com. Hello and welcome beautiful people to a lovely Christmas week audition of All Steelers Talk. We're your host, NoStruck. i joined every Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. We're still figuring that one out. We're going to make sure we get three shows in here for you. Bye, Donnie Droon. Donnie. Pittsburgh Steelers inched their way through a Tennessee Titans victory. One that I think a lot of people, including me and you, kind of saw coming. I'll tell you. you what I didn't see coming. I did see it coming. Derek also, I think, picked the Steelers, which uh I'll take full credit for that one. Because usually when they lose, that's on me. You want to know who did not lose? And we're gonna get into all this. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at all Steelers Talk. Check us out on Twitter at Nostrack at Donnie Drew. Donnie. What the heck are the Arizona Cardinals doing? Because this is ridiculous now, okay? For a while, it was the Minnesota Vikings that would constantly lose me money. And then, all of a sudden, the Arizona Cardinals are like, look, we're going to lose to the Rams. And I was like, there's no way they're going to lose twice, especially not twice to Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, and the one-win Detroit Lions. And they they didn't even lose. They got smoked. Smoked. My lock of the week started off the worst way that it could possibly start. I I now have to bounce back with not one but two wins because the Jacksonville Jaguars are exactly what we thought the Jacksonville Jaguars were. The Arizona Cardinals are not. What the hell's going on?
1: Yeah, uh, they always say that great teams don't lose two games in a row, and the Arizona Cardinals have lost two games in a row, so we'll see how they bounce back. <laughs> uh, it does not help that the Indianapolis Colts have the league's hottest running back right now in Jonathan Taylor. And he'll be paying the team a visit at State Farm Stadium on Christmas Day. And the Cardinals, uh, three of their four losses have came at home. They have a better road record than they do at home. Um, do they, really? So you know, the the yeah, the stars aren't exactly aligning. Um, they lost Andrew Hopkins for probably the rest of the season. People were curious to see how they would kind of deal with that. Um, instead, they only give James Conner, who just so happens to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns, they only handed off to him, I, I think eight times total yeah. in the game. Get all the way down to the Detroit six-yard line. Doesn't even sniff the football. They try to get cute with their play calling. Just an overall bad day for the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, a lot of people call them frauds. A lot of people are saying that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury can't win a crucial game because I think now he's 0-4 in playoff clinching games dating back to last season. Uh, Just not great. Not great. The Lions became the third team since 1970 for a team to have the worst record and beat the team with the league's best record. or tied for the best record at the time. Minimum of eight games played. So, okay. it, 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 an overall, you know what show. So, I I lost money on it too. I feel like I'm somewhat responsible because I had a four-leg same-game parlay on it. None
0: of them Oh, hit. none? None of
1: them hit. See, no, the Arizona Cardinals
0: I, were the only team that didn't hit for me all day long. All day I, long.
1: I feel like every time I bet on the Cardinals, they always lose. Because this is like the third or fourth game I've done it. And they they, they just lose every single time. So I'll do everybody a favor and I'll stop. I was going to say, you
0: have to stop doing, you can't do, I picked, you knew the mojo that you would bring to that game. If you put money on it, I made it my lock of the week. People probably listened. I hope that they, I hope they didn't listen. I hope nobody listened. Somebody somewhere probably did. And you just were just like, yeah, whatever. We're going to play a fire here. 20 bucks.
1: I had, I had Cardinals money line. I had Cardinals first team to 15 points. I had the Lions under of 20 and a half points. And then I had the Cardinals to score more than
0: nine points at halftime. None <laughs> of those happened. None, bro. That's bad. That's worse than mine. Mine was just, I had a, I had them, obviously, I had their lock of the week. I took a big chunk of money out and was just like, Arizona Cardinals are going to win by 4 million points. Should have Took them at 12 and a half. And then I had them in two parlays that all hit. Every single thing hit except for the Arizona Cardinals losing to the worst team in football. I'm not mad at you, but I'm a, I'm a little salty. <laughs> I'm a little salty. I'm not mad, you're just disappointed. I'm disappointed. disappointed. Are they frauds? Let's just, before we move on here, are the Arizona Cardinals frauds? Should we just stop betting on them?
1: I think for the time being, yeah, until they can figure out what their offense is going to look like and if they actually figure out how to stop the run. Um, I, I think Christmas Day will be a very good litmus test to see where this team is, not only just on the field, but mentally as well. Because after you lose two games and you know you start sliding down the standings a little bit, if the Rams win today, they're tied for the NFC West League. And to kind of put things in perspective for you, had they beaten the Rams, they, w- they would have won the division. They would have secured a playoff spot. And they would have put the Rams in a hole um, to be three games back with four weeks left in the season having the head-to-head tiebreaker over them. But dude, that, that one game just kind of switched everything.
0: Wait, really? It would have went from a three-game lead to now tied? That's how close that mm-hmm. – AFC yep. North looks like nothing at that point. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it, crazy.
1: It, 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 it's wild for sure. So, I mean, we'll see. We've seen crazier things happen, but uh, Saturday on Christmas Day is going to be a really eye-opening test for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, all right. well, I'm not betting on them. I might actually nope. maybe make the other way around – Stretch of the week. Yeah, we're thinking about it. I know you did. You texted me. I st- I was actually driving in the car. I was still pretty upset about it because not only did they lose me money, but James Con- – I'm in the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. James Connors, my star running back, and the dude's at the six-yard line. I'm like, all right, here's six points. Nope. 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 Didn't nope. Even look nope. At him, nope. nope. Didn't even look at him. All game long. It was like he didn't even exist. Nope. Luckily, nobody in the NFL did anything this weekend outside of Jonathan Taylor. If you look around, I'm – I think I'm up like 65 to 20, and I'm like, this is the worst fantasy game I've ever been a part of. Against the number one seed, last week, I put up 175 points. He put up like 134 or something. I needed a big game to get into the playoffs. This week, I might win on just an absolute dumpster fire of an NFL week. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are still alive, and that's what we came here to talk about. We don't have to dread too hard on the fact that I definitely disappointed a lot of people, but that's okay. Christmas week edition, I'm coming through strong. Strong. We're all going to be smiling with our eggnog on Christmas Day, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Maybe this could be another week where we got football into Tuesday. Plenty of opportunities to lose and or win money. Before we get into the playoffs, Pat Fryermuth. Steelers obviously only injury, biggest injury, tight end went down with a brutal looking concussion against the uh, Tennessee Titans. It kind of looked like he might have been just a little limp for a second, took another hit. It was not a uh, play that you wanted to see as a fan. It wasn't a play that you want to happen as a player. I've heard that he drove himself home. Everything's good. You know, Zach Gentry said yesterday that he's in the concussion protocol, but he's talked to him and everything seems okay. I do not expect Pat for Army to play this week. I understand that a lot of things could happen in the next couple of days, but just the Steelers turnaround and this late into the season, I just don't think that it's going to happen as quickly as people want it to, or as that the Steelers need it to. How significant is this loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? I mean, on top of that, Kevin Rader missed the game with a hip injury, and Eric Ebron is on IR. At one point, Zach Entry was the Steelers' only tight end in that game pretty significant and the scary things about concussions
1: is that you can't really like work your way back from like bro that, yeah. that's a natural process that's going to take its course whenever it wants to and you know it, he he really can't do anything to kind of get ready and prepare himself for a game you know if and when he's going to be ready to the problem with the Steelers' lack of tight end depth and this is exactly why they went out and got pat fryer moved and this is why you have a 53-man roster with an extended practice squad because of COVID, is that now everything is impacted from the running game to the passing game because Firebooth obviously is a big red zone target. You know, he's quickly becoming one of the better tight ends in the league. You take away his ability to basically kind of maneuver the middle of the field and let guys like Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool work on the outside a little bit more freely. You take away his blocking abilities, and then you look at the Steelers' tight end depth, like you already alluded to. Raider out with a hip injury. Eric Ebron's on IR, and then who's the practice squad tight end? Jace Sternberger.
0: Jace Sternberger, which we did not know until 15 seconds before we got.
1: Former third round pick.
0: Former third round pick. Yeah, true.
1: Looks like he might get a helmet this week. You, You never really know. In terms of, like, running the football, too, and this is where it gets really interesting, is that in those, like, short-guarded scenarios, the the Steelers don't love rolling out those extra linemen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they definitely would try to keep a tight end on the field just to keep that, hey, five on the field, bro, they might pass. So, you know, yeah, let's yeah, at yeah. least kind of, like, respect the pass here a little bit. All that's out the window. All that's sure. out the window. You You think on a big third and short or a big fourth and short scenario, the big Ben's going to call a play action pass and third about a Jay Sternberger for a first down. No, nah. <laughs> nah,
0: come come maybe away. not Jay Sternberger. Zach entry has come alive this season. He's played. Okay. But I do agree. I don't think, I mean, at one, you're probably going to see a lot of Derek Watt against mm-hmm. Kansas city, which I mean, outside of the three paying plays him. that you're playing them, you're not doing anything with them, but you're no. paying them. They've the, they, that seems to be the case with plenty of guys on this team. It is a significant loss if it doesn't happen. If, if Pat Frymuth does not return, I, is it detrimental? I don't think so. I think the Steelers could could work around it. We'll see a lot of Derek Watt. I do expect to see Kevin Rader back. He did practice a little bit last Friday, which is a good sign. I would expect him to be back. This is going to be this could be Zach Entry's contract game. He comes out here and has a big game. It could go from. I'm going to re-sign with the Steelers for a low-end cheap deal to maybe somebody takes a chance on me like Jesse James part two where maybe it doesn't work out somewhere. But, I mean, Jesse James got paid a little bit, made a little bit of money. Yeah, Jesse James was also, like, at worst in his career,
1: a co-tight end, like, number one, whereas, like, Gentry has, like, solidified himself as, like, a backup in the league. Um, Yeah. I I do think a very good game by Gentry – and I do think he's capable of having it. And That's from a dude who hated on him whenever he first. Yeah, played. yeah. He's like, he oh, his he turn really around this season he really did do crazy.
0: It. Yeah.
1: He, oh, no, he's played, awful coming like, into the league. This year, he he's definitely did a complete 180 and has turned his play around for the better. I don't think he has like a game big enough to get him a contract somewhere, but definitely moving forward, it's like, hey, like you know, we know what this guy can do against legitimate competition in the NFL. In the big game, the Steelers need to win on the road against a, a very good football team. I mean, the conversation around him can definitely change moving forward if he's able to capitalize on these big moments because that's how you get paid. That's how you extend your career in the NFL past the average of three years or you know whatever it might be at, at this moment in time for the average NFL career. You take advantage of your opportunities whenever you get them. So I think Gentry has more than big enough of a plate he
0: can eat off of going forward on Sunday. Speaking of big moments, I don't know if you noticed, but Chase Claypool totally left the game in the third third quarter. I think it was like a little over three minutes left in the third quarter it was the last time Chase Claypool took an offensive snap. Now, granted, the Steelers' offense did not play many snaps in that ball game, but still, he was on the sideline. It looked like he was benched. I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll have more for clarification from that this week, but it looked like Chase Claypool got benched. Do you think that's just like? Do, do you think something happened? Do you think that? Maybe he just wasn't playing well enough. Do you think that Mike Tomlin just had enough? Maybe he was chirping his mouth a little bit. What do you think happened there? So I do want to say one thing. That 50-50 ball to him early
1: in the game, I've been really critical on Chase and his ability to come down with those catches because more oftentimes than not, he hasn't. Statistically speaking, that was another case where he had the ball in his hands and he just didn't come down with the catch. That was really good defense, man. Like that, that oh, corner yeah. played that ball to perfection. There's not a lot of guys in the NFL period that's going to come down with that. And no, it, no, I, I thought that was kind of like one of those 50-50 balls where like, hey, man, Chase could have came down with it, but like, I'm not upset with Chase for not coming down with it.
0: Yeah, it seemed but, that I think that people kind of praise that a little bit. Even the guys on the broadcast were like, oh, that was a great throw by Ben. Like it was a great throw by Ben, but it seemed a little prejudged and it it was a great play by the defense. So maybe it wasn't all that great of a throw to put his guy in the best position to make. I mean, Chase Claypool is a big dude, like throw it a little higher. Stop throwing it. Stop throwing the, the quick jump balls. You know what I mean? Where Chase has to literally turn around to catch it. Like Give him a second, let him just go up and make play. See what happens. Those are good jump balls, I think, for Chase Claypool. But sorry, I mean, no, no,
1: you're good. That kind of plays to my point, too. Like, the the dude is 6'5, you you can put some mark on the ball. Like, yeah, he he definitely has the vertical to go up and get, he definitely has the body to do so, too. I don't know, because before the game, Chase didn't he tweet out uh, something about like a new
0: beginning or like a fresh start?
1: Yeah, yeah, he put on Instagram,
0: it was. It was pretty much a paragraph addressing – he didn't address it, but he did address it, yeah. um, the The situation with the you know penalties in the first down and said, I will work to get better because I'm dedicated to this team. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get a penalty, but he didn't play in the third quarter. His stat line is – it's this is kind of weird. I don't know if it's a, a – mis- it's got to be a mistake somewhere. He has zero catches for 12 yards. So I don't think that's correct. I think it would be one catch. For 12 yards, James Washington came in and replaced them. Yeah, He didn't play terrible, but, like, is that where the Steelers are headed now? That they're just – I mean, there's three games left in the season, and now you're going to bench Chase Claypool? That just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I don't know, man. The, the quality that we've seen on the field has been absolutely wild week to week. Like, you yeah. really don't know what to expect. Chase Claypool being one of the bigger wild cards on his football team. I feel like Chase Claypool at this moment in time, he's probably on the field because he gives you the better chance to win over a guy like James Washington, especially with a guy like Juju out. And uh, you got Ray Ray McLeod taking a lot of slot receiver snaps. And granted, that's not a slight to Ray Ray, but you'd much rather have a guy like Juju in there because Juju opens up so much for everybody, especially with him working underneath. No words, man. no <laughs> words. This team week to week continues to put me in awe for better or worse.
0: How uh, how in awe were you when Ben called a no huddle and threw a fade to Ray Ray on third and goal? From, Not the good like off. The six or...
1: <laughs> Not the good off. I am so tired of of fades going to the back of the end zone. Like there's Kyle Johnson yeah. or Randy Boss just up in black and gold.
0: No, it doesn't make any sense. We The Steelers have nobody. Pat Fryermuth would be the only guy that I'm throwing to the back of the end zone for. Besides that, you have Deontay Johnson. You have a guy named Najee Harris, who's your first-round pick. Run the football. There's 14 guys I picked before. I'm like, all right. I'd probably give it to Zach Banner before I'm like, okay, Ray-Ray McLeod. Fade to the back of the end zone. He is That's eligible. what we're going. With. He is out. That's what I'm also, saying. Like, give... congrats, congrats to him for getting engaged, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Zach Banner. Congratulations to him and uh, Alexandra. Completely outdid my engagement. Like, I didn't show my wife. Any dude who has – I would never show anybody. No way. That's that's competition we can't beat. That's NFL money, though. You know what I mean? We can't – we're NFL writer money. Very different. You know, very – I bet you that ring cost what my house cost. Still, congratulations to him. Anybody who has ever proposed – on Mount Washington is really eating their words on that one. They're just like, are you kidding me, man? Like why did you have to do I did it was great. We had a cool picture. No, not as good as your picture. Not as good as the marry me with the whole city in the background. Beautiful. It was right after the game, a win. Here's a qu- do they do you think he still does it if they lose? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think so. It's like, oh man, lost to the Titans. I can't huh? I can't do that. I can't do that. Before we get into the Steelers' playoff hopes, which is what we're here to talk about, obviously. Ben Roethlisberger obviously took a minute during the game, second half, to himself, on the steps. I don't know if you saw that. I asked him about it after the game. He blew me right off. He made a joke about, you know, I thought I made a rushing – I thought I broke a Heinz Field rushing record, you know, because congratulations to Big Ben. First rushing touchdown in three years. a boy. Do you think that was a moment of Ben sitting down and saying – this is it, man. This is my second last game at Heinz Field. No, no, not that peculiar moment. No,
1: not, what do you think it was? That one. Maybe, maybe it's just him trying to get into the zone. I mean, I, I, I really feel like some people are reaching on this kind of thing. Now, had this happened during the last home game on Monday Football against the Cleveland Browns, I think we're talking a little bit of a, of a different story. Because we know how mushroom that man can be. I mean, he sat on the bench after that playoff loss last year, and we thought he was done. Like, everybody in the world thought that was the last game we saw at a Big Ben. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, with speculation of this being his last year, I get it. I I get looking at the picture without the context and, you know, trying to put two and two together. But a lot of people are putting two and two together and getting seven, and it doesn't really add up, (laughs) at least in my head, right?
0: Yeah. Do you think that – So, what do you, do you think it was just him just sitting down and going, all right, breathe it out. We got to go win a football game. It wasn't him going, this is a lot of emotions right now. I need to just cool down for a second. It wasn't – do you think that it had anything to do – my first thought was not this is the end. My first thought was Ben is in pain right now. He is – something hurts real bad, and he doesn't want to talk about it. Because it did. Might. It came right.
1: He's 40.
0: He might. He came, came after uh, after the drive where he took a big hit by Jones in the throat. Uh, he was sacked a couple of times before that, slow to get up a couple of times. I thought my first reaction was injury. Mine was Ben is hurting, just needs a second to regroup. Yeah. Blowing it off, though, that, I don't know, that one surprises me a little bit. Like, I feel like if it was nothing, he would have said something.
1: Yeah.
0: So That's also true because I feel like
1: Ben would be the, the first to acknowledge, you know, something like that if it actually wasn't anything
0: so I don't know we'll see it's something like you said I agree with your point if it was the Cleveland game monday night different situation here maybe we are blowing a little bit out of the water i saw people that were like oh he was praying for pat fryer mute's health
1: yeah i saw that too and i'm like and i was
0: just like i don't think that's what it was man i don't think i i trust ben and i get he's a religious guy i don't think that was that was what we were going for here the Pittsburgh Steelers did win, though. Ben took his minute, came back, led a victory. Steelers. Joe Hayden. I lift weights. Phenomenal comeback by Joe Hayden. Obviously, that was the Joe Hayden literally said, "Yo, Pittsburgh Steelers. Chances are you're going to need me next season. I'm going to show you why you need me, even if it's just that third Open guy." The I, checkbook. I think That's he exactly did. I think. I think Joe Hayden is going to just go back to the. I mean, a week ago I was like, Joe Hayden might never play for the Steelers again. Now I'm going to sit here and say, at the end of the season, Joe Hayden going to. Put that play on replay right he in said, front of Michael Art Rooney. Rooney. What that yeah. man said.
1: <laughs> he, he said, I'm gonna pay before anybody else on this defense.
0: Yeah, that's it, literally he's like, I'm I'm at the end of the year, he's gonna put the video right on replay in front of Art Rooney. And he's gonna be like, You want that to happen again? You're gonna have to pay me a little bit of money. Because if like, not whenever I ask us game. into the playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, especially if that comes back to get them into the playoffs. If Joe Hayden makes another play, like what if he picks off Patrick Mahomes? You gotta pay, you Ooh. have to pay Joe Hayden. You have to. If Joe Hayden has a big game against Kansas City, that man has earned a contract. Like, sorry, Akella Witherspoon. Sorry, James Pierre. Sorry, whoever they draft. It's done. It is Joe Hayden's spot for the seven games that he lasts next season. Pittsburgh Steelers playoff hopes. Not great, but they're alive. The AFC North is as tight as any. Division in the NFL with the Bengals leading the way, which is problematic for the Steelers at eight and six. The Ravens, tough loss to Green Bay, although Tyler Huntley pretty much came in there and said, Lamar Jackson, nah, I got this. Eight and six. John Harbaugh questions on the two point conversion. We'll get your thoughts on that in a second. Pittsburgh Steelers, then seven, six, and one. That tie to the Lions coming back to bite them in the butt real heavy. And the Cleveland Browns, COVID ridden Cleveland Browns, seven and seven after. Nick Mullins almost won a game against Las Vegas Raiders. Take that as you will. What are your thoughts on uh, this playoff race? How in trouble are the Pittsburgh Steelers in, or how good are the Pittsburgh Steelers looking right now?
1: I think the Steelers were very fortunate to walk away with a win on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. I don't think that stretch gets any easier walking into Arrowhead Stadium for a Sunday Night Football matchup the day following after Christmas. Uh, That being said, I mean, their playoff chances weren't astronomically great before the win. And it didn't exactly skyrocket after the win. I I think last night on the Monday Night Football Broadcast, they had the Steelers at like a 12% chance
0: to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think right Um, now it's like 22 or something.
1: Not exactly great odds for them to sneak into the postseason. But, I mean, in any NFL season, in any, especially a COVID NFL season, stuff's going to happen like week yeah. to week. Like we we have not seen a team fully dominate from start to finish. And it, it feels like for the entire year. So I, I definitely don't want to rule the Steelers out of anything. Going back to the Ravens decision to not kick the extra point and go for a two point conversion. I know hindsight is 2020, right? But if you don't have Lamar, what are you doing? Like,
0: did you see the thing on the sideline where Harbaugh was like, Do you want to go for two if, if we score here? And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, Why would you ask your Mike Tomlin in a million years would never say, Mason, do you want to go for two? You're to trying to win the game here, like against the Green Bay Packers, you're trying to win this one.
1: Like, listen, um, man, he he crapped out twice in, in terms of going for two and him mm-hmm. not getting it and it biting him in the behind. And look, I, I get it, like, you live by it, you die by it. I know he likes to consider himself as an aggressive coach. And I guess in hindsight, like you, you don't want to tie that game and give Aaron Rodgers the opportunity to march down the field with any amount of time left on the clock with any amount of timeouts. I get that. Yeah. But man, like if you have Lamar, that's a totally different thing as composed to Huntley and the the things he's capable of doing. And like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think he played bad.
0: I was like going to say, only sure had a decent ready. game, but it's still yeah. not Lamar Jackson. Right, absolutely.
1: And, it, and L- 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 Lamar, for as much flack of, as Seahawks fans like to give him, he does open up a lot of things on the offensive side of the ball, especially with his ability to run with the
0: football in his hands.
1: Raven's going to Raven, all I'm going to say. Raven's going to Raven.
0: Two losses, two could be absolutely humongous losses. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Browns on the other hand showed that uh they can hang even without anybody although I don't really trust the Ve- the Las Vegas Raiders at all. I don't think they're a good football team. The Cincinnati Bengals they look to be the Steelers biggest roadblock. Am I am I right here? That I mean losing twice to the Bengals might be yep. what keeps the Steelers out of the playoffs at the end of this unless yep. Unless they can pull out. I mean, the Bengals have a tough schedule ahead, just as does everybody else. But the Steelers can't lose. They can't go into Kansas City this week and lose and then expect to make the playoffs. That can't happen. They have to win out. That's the only way. Which leads us to our uh, little bit of schedules here. The Pittsburgh Steelers obviously have the Chiefs, the Browns, and they finish off at Baltimore. Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, not easy. Depending on Lamar Jackson, it could be even worse. The Ravens. Bengals, Rams, Steelers. Weird that the Rams snuck their way in there. Browns, yeah. Packers, Steelers, Bengals. We're gonna start off with the Browns because I think we could just eliminate them here. Green Bay yeah. on a real short turnaround. Half your team is still on the COVID nineteen list. You just lost to Karis McKinley. Packers in Lambo on Christmas. Zero chance they win that one. Correct. Okay. Zero chance.
1: Yeah, there's not enough Christmas hope in this world for the Browns to go into Lambeau and win that game on that day. Not a yeah, chance. No chance.
0: At the Steelers, Monday night, Heinz Field. Ben Roethlisberger's possible last game ever in Pittsburgh against the Browns, who ended his season the year before. Zero chance. You can't. You can't. There's no way there's no Ben Roethlisberger will die on the field before the Browns win that game. If that happens. Yeah. I think
1: we should just get on here and just sit in silence for 30 minutes and call it a day. If that happens,
0: that's what we will do. We will spend 30, 30 minutes of a moment of silence for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger's terrible ending to his career. If that happens, but I don't think either of us expect that to happen and then finish it off in Cincinnati. That one might be a toss-up. Could be a toss-up.
1: I I think it is a toss-up, but I would still give the Bengals the advantage, not only because they're playing at home, but I just think they're a better football team overall right now than the Cleveland Browns are. But, man, the Bengals have shown the ability to drop very winnable games this year. Mm -hmm. Extremely winnable games, which tells me that they're not exactly ready to be that good of a team quite yet. Yeah, I think...
0: Sorry, I I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I think that the Bengals do have some peace. They're just young. You know, they don't click yet in these big moments. You know, Joe Burrow makes a mistake from time to time. They can't really come back from it. Defense gives something up from time to time. They can't really come back from it. Against the Browns, though, I don't think that that happens. that will be fighting uh, for the playoffs. This is how you
1: build through that adversity. This is how you become a good team is by, you know, going through those growing pains. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now from the Bengals. Obviously all the pieces are there. I mean, starting with Joe Burrow, like you alluded to. I mean, he's gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in the league
0: before long. Browns. Seven. They'd be seven and nine heading into the last week of the season. Say they get a win over the Bengals eight and nine. Say they get a loss, seven and ten. Season over. The Baltimore Ravens, I think, are next, the next easiest challenge to overcome at the Bengals, which could be absolutely huge, huge Lamar Jackson will probably be back. I would expect him to be back even if not they just put up a great fight against the Green Bay Packers. Do you think the Ravens could, could win that one keep this season alive for the Steelers? if Lamar's back absolutely
1: absolutely especially in those like divisional games too. I feel like Lamar besides playing the Steelers for whatever reason they seem to have the the key or the kryptonite to you know stop him. I feel like Lamar always has really good games against the Bengals and Browns. Obviously, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like anytime I watch like a Ravens-Browns or like Ravens-Bengals game, like he's always putting up crazy numbers. Oh yeah, and I mean it, it's the Bengals too, man. Like we already talked about, like they they really could slip up any week, and you know that might this week actually because they're playing this week, it might be the week, and like that's a very big game too because like that can pretty much determine. Who has control of the the division going into the last week of the season too? Because if the if the Ravens go and beat the Bengals um, on the road in Cincinnati, and you know the, the Steelers can find a way to win, you know one of their last two, I think that puts the Steelers in a really good shot to you know if they beat the Ravens in the final week of the season, things kind of fall their way. You know the the Browns end up beating the Bengals. I think that can play really favorable. Into the divisional race for them.
0: So, if the really the Steelers' playoff chances, I believe, come down to this game. If the Ravens could win this game, the Bengals host the Chiefs. I would chalk the Chiefs up to a loss to both teams. The Steelers are going to lose to the Chiefs. The yep. Bengals are going to lose to the Chiefs. Yep. Just okay. thinking realistically, that still that keeps everything pretty much the same because I full, like we just said thirty minute moment of silence if the Steelers somehow lose to the to The Cleveland Browns on Monday night. Can't happen, won't happen. At that point, the Steelers have a one, have a half game lead over the Cincinnati Bengals. All they gotta do is go beat the Ravens. Now, the Ravens gotta lose one too. Uh, I guess they could Rams. lose to the Steelers. They don't even have to lose one, they can just lose to the Steelers last week of the season. Gives them the advantage.
1: I, I think the Rams are more than capable of walking to MTT Bank Stadium, which thirdly
0: annihilating the Ravens. I think so, too. I think so, too. This, the races, I mean, for anybody who really believes that at this point in the season, it's not a possibility that the Steelers, I mean, a week ago, there's no way. There's no way we're sitting here talking about how the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make the playoffs. We literally, the title of our podcast last week was there. There's just no options. The Steelers got what they got and they're, they stink. Now we're sitting here. Joe Hayden might have just saved the season. They're alive. They might be too alive. They could. It could happen. It could happen. The craziest part, I think, about all of this is that if they win this one, they get a home game in the playoffs. Now, that home game might be against, you know, the Chargers. Could be uh, against the Bills. Not teams that, that, that they're going to want to play at all. Could be against the Titans round two. I think
1: next week depending on what happens we should also do kind of a deep dive into the wild card scenarios as well and kind of see like how different that path might be compared to the the divisional crown because like with with me looking at everything right now probably easier for them to win the division than it is to sneaking to a wild card spot at the oh, same yeah. time yeah 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 especially with two of their last three being played against the divisional opponents too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling up the uh, playoff picture right now. We got obviously, okay. So the, the the leaders, the AFC leaders right now, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Titans, and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Now, the wild card rankings currently the Chargers, eight and six. The Buffalo Bills, eight and six. Colts, eight and six as well. Ravens, eight and six. And then the Steelers are seven six and one. So they are one game behind everybody, everybody. And the game, I mean, this is where the problem lies in the chargers are going to go play the Texans. Then they're going to play the Broncos, which are another team in the playoff race. That could be a good one. And then they're going to finish off in L- in Las Vegas, not feeling real good that they're going to lose those three. The bills no. have a tough one against the Patriots this week. Patriots are coming off a tough loss to the Colts. Could expect them to win that one. Then the Falcons and the Jets, nope. The Colts, like you just said at the beginning, all this at the Cardinals, probably going to spank them because the Cardinals are for rods and they lose me money. Then they go to or or they host the Raiders and then they finish at the Jaguars. Not great. So it's – I mean, just from a quick glance right here heading into week 16, it's not looking – super positive that the Pittsburgh Steelers could walk their way into a playoff spot that being said though you only need you only need to get one of the two you only need one of the two wild card spots it could it could easily the bills could lose all they got to do is lose one game bills lose one game the Steelers lose win out they're in that's like as simple as it gets they're in they beat they'll pass the bills and they'll pass the Ravens and they'll move into the last seed it's open. I think it's, at, at this moment in time,
1: like really they only need to worry about Kansas City and like, oh, you know, kind to of, like City. what's ahead. Because I feel like the Cardinals are guilty to this too, kind of going back to them of looking ahead a little bit into the playoff picture mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to, you know, piece together what they need to do to get a playoff berth, to get the division, to, you know, potentially get the number one seed. I, I feel like as long as you just keep your focus one week at a time, I mean, you'll more oftentimes not you'll end up in a good spot. So Tough opponent this week to be doing that against
0: though, Patty Mahomes. Is Kelsey on
1: the COVID list? We'll see.
0: Yeah, so is their see kicker. On. So is a couple other players. It's yep. it does look a little promising start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me just before we head out here, your odds one to ten on the Steelers winning out. I'm no on the Steelers winning the AFC North as of right now. Get like a three and a half. Three and a half out of ten. Yeah, uh, that was way lower than I was expecting. But Donnie's, you know, as we've mentioned Ex-missive before, Donnie down. is the pessimistic one, yep. and we're just here to make sure that he's balance each other out. out. Yep, Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, you win the money and I lose the money. That's probably why this works out very, very well. For one last time, remember that the Arizona Cardinals frauds; they lose everybody money. That does not count. I'll have better picks for us. Next time. Thank you everybody for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash all steelers talk and follow your favorite podcast hosts on Twitter at Nostrac at Donny Drun. We'll see you next time. Tomorrow, Thursday. We'll figure it out. We'll see you next time.